0: To you live from the most landlocked county in Ireland. It's the Port Pals Podcast with your hosts, Peter, Donna Marie, and Dave. Let's go fishing for gossip.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Port Pals Podcast episode six. How's everyone doing today?
0: Yeah, doing doing really well. The sun is out. Sun's out, guns out. And uh yeah. Really, really excited for this week's podcast. A lot of drama to talk about this week.
2: Yeah, I'm all good. Same as you. Sun is out. My guns are not out, I haven't got any, but me drying's
0: out. I'm <laughs> my new line. <laughs> uh, is it false really, Donna? What? Is it Halloween? No, I You've got this kind of stuck, uh, frightened expression look on your face.
2: Fuck off! I got Botox today. It takes a few days to settle in, and then I look
0: surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the listener, we don't actually bully Donna Marie all the time, although it does seem like that. That they in these, do like, intro bits. We always she just provides us with the most uh, entertainment.
2: Yes, do. He's bullying me all the time. Sick of it.
0: Okay. I think actually that is a very nice segue into this week's episode because I think Daisy was feeling a little bit bullied by the end of this week's episode. What do we think? Oh,
2: my heart broke for her. It really did. It just broke for her. I hated seeing her like that because I don't think we've ever seen her like that before.
0: No. This is the this is the first time I think we we mentioned this at the very start of the season that obviously this this was coming that we were going to see the cracks and we have never seen them before Daisy losing her cool to that extent.
1: Yeah, like she got we just wanted to go through the telly and give her a hug, and then when it was Gary that went to console her, I was just like, "No, you're just trying to make yourself feel better because you know you're part of the reason why she's this upset." Yes.
0: Massively, massively so. He was an absolute dickhead.
2: I can honestly say, like you know me, I'm a crier. It doesn't like I cry at events, I cry at East I cry at it all. But I've never cried watching reality TV until yesterday. I was sat here on the couch with a cup of tea, and I had tears streaming down my cheeks watching her on the telly. It got to me that much. I did not like seeing her like that. And I agree with you. It was like, it's Gary just keeps pushing her buttons. He just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing her. And he's not stupid. He knows the girl well enough to know that what he has to do is push her buttons, what he has to do. And then like that, he goes and gives it a hug, trying to make himself feel
0: better. And I think that dynamic worked perfectly well in previous seasons where Gary sort of took the piss when things were, even when things weren't going great, but it wasn't like that all the time. So Daisy was in control for most of it, and she just had a few moments. So it wasn't getting to her the way it is now. This year, she's got two relatively inexperienced Jews. She needs more, and it's not happening. And then we have Lucy sitting on a beach for two hours doing (laughs) what she thought was a downward dog and fucking Alex corrected her. It was a child's pose doing yoga. (laughs) Who wouldn't be pissed off with that situation?
1: And you can even see it in Gary this season. He's taken a step back. So like he has gotten a bit lazy. And then there were certain parts where you'd see, like, even the tree stews running around, and he's just flaked out on the couch, just tapping out on his phone, not even like offering to help. Or even when it came to doing the dishes, they had to tell him to do the dishes instead of just standing around yeah. for the chats. Yeah,
2: it's like, it, uh, look, I'm sure it all boils down to the fact that he has a bit of a personal issue with. Daisy or Daisy has a personal issue with him and is carrying into their walk environment now. You know, so maybe we'll see it, maybe we won't, but at the end of the day, it's like most people some, Daisy could go in there on another day and be well able for it but she's having a bad time, she's having a difficult time and it's amplified and it's making it worse and you know, hopefully next week she'll bounce back.
0: Yeah. what kind of fucking rub me the wrong way about this episode was at the very start of the season, we had micromanager Glenn into everyone's shit, causing issues. Now, when he actually should be getting in the middle of it and sort of saying to instead of sitting gossiping with Gary in the bridge, pulling Daisy to one side saying, look, I can see that things aren't going right. What can I do to help you? What, what can I do to support you so we can get all of this right? But instead, he's just sitting there, you know, throwing knocks from the peanut gallery and fucking laughing with Gary. That's not very helpful, Glenn. Like, seriously.
2: I know. But did you see the blood drain out of his face when, when Daisy got up off the couch crying? Like, you could see it. He like, huh? and he's like patting him on the shoulder in the gallery I didn't want to make you feel bad.
0: Yeah. How uncomfortable was that pat on the shoulder? It was like it was one of those real can I touch her? Can I not? Is this inappropriate? Yeah. Do I need to ask
2: permission to just tap her on the shoulder, like
0: <laughs> yeah. What what's what's the protocol here? But look, let's face it, he knows they're not quite mid-season, they're only a couple of a few charters in, but it would still be extremely difficult to get his paws on a chief's stew at this late stage. And there is nobody capable of taking over that role on the boat right now.
2: No. And I look I think he knows it. He's had three seasons with Daisy and Gary and Colin. And he feels very, very comfortable with them. They've never like he's had issues with deck hands, he's had issues with interior, but never with his heads of the parents. You know, he's always had it very easy and very lucky to have the three of them. So, how he deals with this now, you know, would be very interesting to see because I would fucking hate to see him become overall, you know, siding with Gary. Like you said last week, they have this thing, previous other franchises and all, where it's always the deck crew against you. I don't want that for Below Deck Sailing. Now. I like the fact that Gary, Colin, Daisy and Glenn were a unit and have been a unit and I want them to stay that way. So I think Glenn will play a very big part in how it is going forward between the four of them so long as he stands up, sees it and does something about it.
1: But sometimes it's like he has blinkers on with Gary and he doesn't see Mm. that he's, not that he's doing anything wrong but like that he's being a fucking lazy.
0: Like, yeah. At one point, when you see Gary sitting there talking to Glenn and he's going, oh, well, I've had a great time with these guests and what's there to be stressed about? And Glenn is just sitting there nodding and laughing.
2: He totally said that to get a dig at Daisy. He totally said that, like, just to piss Daisy
0: off. What's to be stressed about? Well, i tell you what's to be stressed about, Gary. You, have <laughs> been a fucking asshole.
2: It's all aimed at pissing Daisy off. And, but he really didn't like it when Colin pulled him up and gone for his little fag break after his two hour dinner.
0: But he was perfectly happy when Colin was. Yeah. Daisy should have Daisy was in the wrong with what she did, you know. And he was to be fair to Colin, he was slap bang in the middle. He was very, very objective. Now it's a different, totally different side to Colin that we've seen previously. And he's getting a bit big for his boots. He needs to get back into that fucking engine room. But uh (laughs) when he was talking about Daisy, Gary was like, Yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. And as soon as Colin said, Well, that was a bit of a dick move, it was like Cup onto yourself, grow a set of balls, and walked off. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're the first officer, Gary. Like, real fucking mature.
1: And I loved that Colin challenged him because, like, that a couple of episodes ago when Gary was given out in chase, and in the like confessional, Colin was like, Oh, I think he's grand, like I don't see anything. But he never actually said that to to Gary. He just kind of went, Oh, yeah, whatever you think but now he's actually voicing his opinions.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think Colin kind of sees through the bullshit on both sides and kind of sees a bit more of the middle yeah. ground and says, look, you're all acting like fucking idiots. Uh, and it, to be fair, he even said it himself. I had the most stressful time on this on this charter season so far. You had to get the boat moving. Arnone has had a job.
2: Yeah. I thought it was great the way when, he, when Gary sat down to bitch about Daisy Chase was such a gentleman and kind of was like well I kind of you know it's hard and I can see how she feels and all and I was like fair play to him because he didn't have to do that he could have been just I'm just gonna let him bitch along here or I'll just nod and smile to benefit his own relationship with Gary but he didn't do that and I thought fair play to him gentlemen
0: yeah there's a, there's a lot to be said for sticking by what you believe and he felt that, no, look, we all need to support each other. Now is not the time to be cutting the backs off each other. And, yeah, yeah he didn't row in behind the lads just because it was going to give him an easier time of it. And it was exactly.
2: And I thought that was really nice to see and then, of course, him and Alex sitting down having a beer, counting their lucky stars that they ain't ahead of the department.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I swear to God, every single week, Alex, it's not, he he doesn't, he's not even trying to be funny. He's dry, isn't he? He, He's
2: just, just, I don't even realize how funny he is. Little one liners, and you're just, you can't help but laugh. He has grown on me. I, when I saw the trailer before any of this aired, I judged him. I probably owe him an apology. I did judge him and. As the season's gone on, he has grown on me more and more and more.
1: Yeah, no, he's still a Marisbear. But no, he definitely has. <laughs> and now back on to Gary. He just gives me the ick. Like loitering around the laundry room, just hoping he could speak to Mads. And then <laughs> as you're watching it, like you're like, this is your move every single season. And like she just wasn't having a bar of it, but it was just like I was watching her. It's like, like she got over. You're actually so desperate for somebody to love you that you're now hanging out in the laundry room where not even she's going to be. Do
2: you know what I noticed, though? Mads is completely cringed out by him. But then from the first time she went out and now looking at next week's trailer, she gets a few drinks in her and it's a
0: different story. If, it, if the trailers aren't to go by, she was taking a fine length of waving in the in the bridge. That's certainly <laughs> the way it was setting up. Yeah. Because trust so, me, you know, we've all pulled someone into that position before and it only means one thing. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Like, I, I agree with Jim. it's getting me the he's, I don't know. Gary's turning me off this season.
1: You just like seem like... like because he's coming to for retire. our day.
2: And we don't like people
0: coming for our daily. Yeah, it's time now for Gary. Gary's at that point is his is yachting career where he either needs to be a captain or just fuck off. Because <laughs> running around being the forced officer and skis and on the fucking stews. Nah, dude, we said it last week. We're going to say it again. You fucking aged out. You're Uncle Creepy on the boat. It's time to end it.
2: Yeah. But you know what, though? I was sitting here thinking about this the other day, like, and you know all the other blow decks, they come and go and come and go and come and go. But like, I don't know if I could picture sailing yacht without Glenn, Daisy, Gary and Colin. Like, I would rather he stayed on screen and we just got to see him grow and mature and, you know, stop just repeating his same childlike behaviour. I would rather see that. I would rather like. I'm I'm like that with all reality TV shows. I would rather see the person grow and achieve things and better themselves on my screen than just get fucking rid of them. Like you know, I don't like that.
0: We you do get invested in characters when they're on your screen year after year, but characters come and go. Nobody's bigger than the show. Even the mighty Case wasn't bigger than. Original Below Deck. She left. The show still ran.
2: I swear to God, I want a Winter House style show with cast from across the Below Deck franchise, past and present, put them in a gaff for two weeks and let them drink themselves silly and see what happens.
1: Oh, that's my ideal of heaven. Brilliant TV if
2: that happened. It would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Like you see on their social media and they're out and they're all together and they're all having so much fun. And I'm like, I would sit and watch them get drunk for two weeks. Not about it to me. Imagine the
0: drama.
1: It'd be a cross of like Floribam Shore* and *Winterhouse*.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't even speculate as to what could happen, given some of the personalities that have been in it. Some of the crazies that we've had over the years. And I think that's what you'd have to go for. You need the crazies. You need the Rockies. You need the Roys These are the people that you need in there but then to is, cause the drama.
1: But then as well, you do need like the likes of Courtney and Zee uh, who just want to have a good time and Fraser and Hayley who are just also going to bring the party, even though there is drama, they'll still just be like. on our level of partying.
0: Absolutely. You need to balance it out, but you need to balance it out with the right amount of crazy to like, let's face it. There has to be fireworks. If there's no fireworks, it's boring. Like there's a reason we were all excited to record today's podcast is because everything we watched (laughs) this week was an explosion. Everything we watched this week blew up and That's what we want. That's what we watch it for. Everything else would be just like our own lives. If there was no drama, it would be just like our day-to-day lives and what would be the point of watching it?
2: Well, that's true. And I do love drama and I especially love messy drama. But I don't like seeing certain people upset. I did not like seeing Daisy upset because I really like her. I love her on the show. And when she got upset, I got upset. But yeah, you're right. I love a bit of drama.
0: So... Just to lighten lighten things up a little bit. And somebody who also had a pretty bad week, although I just felt sorry for them and just wanted to give them a big hug and said, listen, next chart will probably be better. Poor Lucy. She just had an absolute nightmare from the start. She was falling down. She was breaking more shit. She was spilling stuff on the beach. She was melting dresses. (laughs) Like I mean, it doesn't get any worse.
2: Did you notice when she said she melted the dress and she said, my mum's going to be so disappointed in me. And I was like, yeah. Do you remember a few weeks ago when you asked why she wasn't like into any of the blokes? And I was like, because she's Welsh and she knows I'm mad. Kicked kick the head off her.
0: Mammy's going to be upset over our melting a dress if she was melting a flute on Delia Church. <laughs> <or> but she wouldn't <laughs> be fucking thrilled.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. But even when they had to warn her not to touch the dry ice, that was like...
0: Yeah, don't let Lucy near the dry ice because they could just see it being a disaster. She's just so unfortunate. Just even the way she just stands there and it's like you almost have to wind her up to get her going sort (laughs) of input information to get her moving. But I absolutely love her. But yeah, this just wasn't Lucy's week at all. I
2: love the relationship she has with uh, Alex they seem to have a really good, you know, maybe brother, sister, like bonds. They have a really good bond and friendship there. And I like it. Like,
1: And it was nice when she stood up for Daisy when Gary was telling her, oh, like she creates a toxic environment and she was just like, Gary, and you could see her in her face. Yeah,
2: she there was, was, no, need like, no.
0: Yeah, like there was no
1: need for him saying
2: that shit.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. The guests this week.
2: Oh, I just tried to like them. And I just, I. it's not that they were assholes or they were rude. or They're just wearing my cup of tea. I tried to like them, but I couldn't. They were douchebags. And I was like, be gone. Move on to the next one.
1: Like one thing everyone learns, no matter how much money you have, is you do not distract the driver. I know. Like on a bus, there's a line you don't cross. Like, in the car, yeah, you can have your chats, but you know not to be a fucking dickhead when somebody's reversing. And, like, I'm up talking to Glenn, like, just shiting on for the sake of shiting on.
0: I actually think that chain cuts a certain amount of oxygen off to his brain. It's that fucking big. And <laughs> such a gobshite. That. How could you not realise... That, that was the absolute worst time in the world. Shut up. You can get your pictures when I docked.
1: And it actually that's reminded perfect. me of I'm assuming, like, he split from the mom, but it was like trying to show the kids, well, dad's better because he can bring you on all these boat trips. <laughs> well, <laughs> he wrote a book.
0: He wrote a book.
1: Yeah. That's why he. they were on the trip. He was celebrating yeah, his book he
0: writing a book. Oh, what, what, well, celebrating plan, him learning to write. Actually he has a podcast
2: learned. and has a YouTube channel and he's an entrepreneur and like one of them like motivational fucking speaker type things. It's like, oh God. yeah.
1: He's so
0: in other words, his name is on the book and some poor, some other poor idiot actually did all the work and he just puts his, puts his name on it. Once he did well on stage, you love my chain, motherfucker, you two can help me. <laughs> You just fucking get up on the ass. Yeah, baby. Fuck you. I can just see it now. <laughs> All these slack-jawed yokels handing over 10 grand a periscope. Yeah, yeah, this is
1: going to make me rich. <laughs> oh. I'm actually dying to know how much that dress cost. Because days I go and you yeah. and I was like, now is it like just a $25 or is it like $1,000? <laughs>
2: I'm like why did they even want to fucking steamed? It was that flimsy bleeding material that doesn't even need to be ironed. Yeah,
0: like I mean seriously. What the fuck? You're on a boat. But who cares if it has a couple of creases in it? Just put the fucking thing on, you and He's gonna be looking at it anyway. Like your fellas running around with half his brain scramble. He's got <coughs> the book. He doesn't care. He's got a melted head, you you've got a melted dress. <laughs> And the fucking cream are all melted to bits because the fucking primary's a pain in the ass. You glad you got all that
2: off your chest, there, pal? Now
0: I feel hundred percent, liar. I've been building up to this. Sh- <laughs> I've been building up to this all day. Going, I am bringing the fire today, and I'm only getting started because we're only just talking about below deck. We've still got lots more to talk about. Well, I think that's it on below deck, is it? I think so. I think it's. I think it's time to move on to our uh, next segment. so that music means it's time for this week's battle of the leos we had an off week last week due to technical difficulties i.e the host was too lazy to make a fucking quiz oh. so um, are, we, are we ready to go this week ladies yeah, yeah let's we're do it. to go okay so uh, the competition stands out one apiece. Donna Marie won the last round, so she gets to pick the questions this week. A or B, Donna Marie? We we'll go A for a change. And this week's subject is Below Deck Mediterranean. Okay. So, question one. How many different boats have been used in seven seasons? How
2: many Boats have been used in... different th-
0: boats across seven seasons?
2: Uh, okay. The last season, we had that weird-looking boat that I did not like. Before that, we had that one. We had that one for about four seasons. I'm going to say four.
0: No, Donna Marie, the answer is six. Jesus. There was only one repeat boat. Okay. Which former stew represented her country... At the Miss Universe contest. I oh, haven't a clue. Really? Because she fucking told us I Hannah. Off. Who? Hannah. No, it was Lexi. Oh, yeah. So, Donna Marie, zero from two. Question three. How many seasons was Hannah Chief Stew for? Oh,
2: five. Five.
0: We're off the mark. Saving yourself. So, question four. Who replaced Hannah on season five as Chief Stew?
2: Oh, no. Was it Kate? Flood? Wait, I'm trying to think. Was it her? Was it Kate? No.
0: Maeve? Bugsy?
2: Oh, Yeah. I like Boxy.
0: Okay. So your final question. There are four answers, and each answer is worth one point. So name the four crew members from Mediterranean who have also appeared on other below deck franchise episodes. Oh Jesus Christ. So who's <sighs> done more than Me- who's done more than just Mediterranean? Looks like the guy well,
2: Sandy's done more than just med.
0: That's one. I threw that in there and thought that, that was going to throw you off. Funny that that should have been the hardest one. But <sighs> but you're nice. off the mark.
2: Uh, ben, two. Um, Eddie,
0: no. no. So that's one. So because you've answered and it's wrong, you only have one more guess.
2: Okay. Uh, Do-do-do-do-do. Maybe Bugsy, was it?
0: No. Oh, so, the two you are missing, Donna Marie, was Adam, who was also on the fourth season of Sailin' as the chef, and okay. Aisha, who is the chief oh, to you shoot, on yeah. down, down Under? Down Under. Oh,
2: sorry, Aisha.
0: Should so, that? in that, so you got two there and one earlier on. So, Donna Marie has a grand total of three. I suck this week. So, Maeve, it's free to be. First question How many different countries? Have been the setting for the seven seasons. It
1: was Italy, Croatia, Greece? I'm gonna say four. So
0: as well. It's so funny, you gave the exact same answer as Or. Well. The actual answer to the both of them was the same. It was six. They did Croatia twice, and that was all the rest of them. And I think there was I can't remember which of them all were, but yeah, so six. So, what season one and season two crew member is a former firefighter? Bobby. That's one.
1: There was another firefighter.
0: That's one point. That's one point. (laughs) We have to apologise (laughs) to the listener. The girls do not seem to be erasing this week. They really don't. They're, the brains have been. The brains were left in the kitchen. And please don't cancel me for that last moment. Nave
2: is coming off a night shift in her defence, and the I, very I'm first home. Yes, and I'm at home tending to COVID kids. So you know, we get away with it.
0: Yeah, of course. I'm you know sitting around not doing anything. But anyway, question three: the very first guest. In season one, episode one of Blowdeck Mediterranean, had one very big non negotiable, which caused a lot of stress for Hannah. What was it?
1: They wanted to watch uh, a football match for a certain team that your mom followed, and it'd be the only football match he ever missed.
0: Correct. that's two. Question four What did Adam famously serve to a guest? Despite the fact Onions Onions That's three So now We have got Maeve's four part question Again One point for each answer So Two crew members Have held positions In different departments On the boat Across The franchise So we want Their name For a point And The two departments That they worked in for a point so that's four points total and you need at least one to win
1: so you would courtney who was interior and deck
0: very good that's two points
1: um
0: we have to hurry you because you've already won this week's quiz so. i can't remember okay and the actual the actual answer was anastasia who worked as a chef And as a stew. (laughs) 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 So there we go. This week's winner is May. And I have heard May using the series two to one. Martha's Vineyard. Okay, so let's talk about the rest of our shows from this week Summer House and Martha's Vineyard. We have to start with Martha's Vineyard, I think.
1: So I just want to say I stayed up Sunday night to watch them all live tweet. So Jasmine like posted, I think all week long, that she was going to be live tweeting the episode, live tweeting the episode. After half an hour, she dipped in. Did
2: you just say dipped do? That shit triggers me. You're not watching Vanderpump Rules. Uh, does Jasmine not know we live in Ireland? And uh, by staying up to watch her live tweet, you had to like stay up till what three, four AM? Yeah, and the episode still hadn't dropped on here. You not cool, Jasmine. Not
0: cool. Bit fucking cheeky, Jasmine. Bit fucking cheeky. Bit like your whole <laughs> attitude, to be fair. So you're not in a real relationship if you're not married. Uh, I sorry, do. little miss fucking met in COVID.
2: Yeah, I do not agree with that shit. I mean, could anyone say that? I hope to God that, you know, when the reunion comes, if they get a reunion or whatever, she, like, apologises for that shit.
0: Like, in fairness, you had a house, three kids, two cars, and two fucking dogs before you got married. What, were you and Ken just fucking messing around? The
2: only reason I got married was because my kids got to a stage where they were like why don't you have the same last name as us? And I was like, okay, I need to change that. Uh, Other than that, I don't know if me and Cam ever would because we didn't see the importance of that. To us, it was more important that we were a family unit. We had children. We had a house. We had our jobs. You know, we were a family. We were a real functioning family without two wedding bands on us. So, and here we are now, six years married, sixteen years together. And yeah. When your man Silas was at the table and he was kind of going in on Jordan about, you know, the nights out and all that that they used to have, like, when was he referring to? I mean, if he met Jasmine during COVID, everybody was in a lockdown. And then he they were living together six months later. So, again, they were probably still in a fucking lockdown at that stage. So, is he referring to the social life she had before she even met him?
1: Well, how could could he comment when he wasn't there?
0: He was probably fucking stalking her ass because he gives me creepy vibes.
1: But is he referring
2: to the social life she had with her friends before she was in a relationship with him? If so, none of this fucking business. And... If not, what sort of social life could she have had while she was with him? It was lockdown. Like, I mean, we all sit there and say, we've hardly been out since lockdown, even though lockdown's been over for the guts of 18 months. It's still changed the way we socialise.
0: I do have a little theory on the way Silas is going on. Do you think there is possibly a little bit of resentment in his mind that his wife once worked in the playboy club and he'd like to remove all memories of that from around her, which would be Jordan.
2: If he's trying to go down that road, he's not going to have a long, happy marriage. You cannot erase your partner's past. You cannot erase their previous jobs, previous lifestyle, previous friendships. You can't do fucking any of that. You can't... get with someone and then change them or try to change them.
1: And would you not think that like when he went to ask her to marry him, he just said, right, I'm going to accept you for who you are, what you did. Like, why is it now becoming a problem? Like, who cares what somebody did before you met them?
0: We see this so often with couples. And this is not even just on TV. This is just in real life. Couples get together and one of them has decided that they're pretty into the version of the person that's here now, but they would like to mold them a little more into what they actually want because they have a lot of what they're looking for, but they're just missing a few bits. You can't. Well, yeah, there do you are. That. All
2: them relationships end very fucking badly. You take the person as they are. You support that person as they are. Like, do couples move forward and grow together? Absolutely. And over time, they change together.
0: you can't force somebody to change. You can't. No. And either you, as you say, either you grow together or you eventually just grow apart because you're going in different directions or all the pulling from one side or the other is not going to change the fact that you're just two different people who just shouldn't be in a relationship. And without wanting to be too negative about it, I think the writing's on the wall for their relationship at a very early stage with the way Silas is carrying on. I can't see it ending any other way.
1: Sorry, I was just getting the tweets up from the other night. I thought I screenshot them, but I didn't. So like not even episode was here in about 15 minutes and Jasmine was already backpedaling on her comment. She's like, wait a minute. I definitely don't believe that any relationship is more important than another. Your girl was being shady. So now just Uh because people have watched it and said, who do you think are making that statement? Like,
0: So she's saying she was being shady. Yeah. Okay. She wrote it back. Does she believe it though? That's the question.
1: No, I think she she only wrote it back because the public were like, who are you to say yes? Like, who do you think are?
0: Exactly. You've been on our screens for two minutes. We're a fickle beast. The watching public, and we will fucking turn on your ass in a fucking heartbeat because you ain't been, you ain't got enough street cred with us to start throwing shade. Like there are characters that could, you know, sort of take little turns and, you know, they get away with a certain amount. Bitch, you've been on the telly for two fucking weeks. Shut your mouth.
2: Coming across as a little, I don't know, four coat, no knickers for me.
0: Now, can I just say, and I'm not going to say I fucking told you so, but I fucking told you so about that (laughs) fucking crazy moon mass fucking lunatic, Mariah.
2: Okay, listen, I agree. The moon mass was just a bit too much for me. I was like, oh, stop. She she really went in hard for Bria with the dogs things. Now, look, would I have been a bit pissed off? Maybe. If I wasn't a dog lover and didn't have dogs, but I do, and I wouldn't. But... I definitely wouldn't handle it. She just went in on her like, and then was all upset anyway because nobody wanted to do our moon mass. Yeah, look, I'm not even trying to defend it. Yeah, you are right. She's turning me off. Her, yeah, you're right. But I, agree. What I will Sorry. say
1: she was so upset about the moon mass. But Bria was actually one of the only ones giving her the time of day for the moon mass.
0: Yeah, I love- Preston
2: saying she was ready to phone home had me
0: in stitches <laughs> i have to say i i actually really like impressed, preston i wasn't sure because i was like "Oh, gay activist you know like i mean is he gonna be another fucking steven from the early years of summer house who just completely turned into a complete drip but no no I, I, i'm like impressed, and i like his vibe stitches i liked him but i did think Look, if you agree to do something, whether I agree with it or not, and I thought it was a load of hocus-pocus shite, but if you agree to do something, respect it. You have to respect it. And they were all rude, ignorant fuckers. If you don't want to do it, just don't do it. Go in and say, look, it's it's not my vibe. It's not my thing. I'm going to sit this one out and go inside. And all people were worried about was being cold. Like, I mean, seriously. Yeah.
2: I don't know. We'll see how the next few weeks go with her. She might not last.
1: Well, I have a
2: for her son as well. You know, she's missing our son. Like
1: I have a theory. So, you know, they, they Bravo released that cast photo or whatever diagram explaining who people were. She's not on it. So I wonder, did she start as like, oh, going to be a main character? But like that. Went home with her son, or just couldn't handle it. So now she's just like a friend of the cast, not
0: so maybe like a yeah. cast member. That 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 could be it because she really doesn't seem like she fits in with that group at all. It does like she obviously has this relationship with Jasmine, and they lived in a car. But that seems to be as far as it goes. It it it's more or less a professional relationship at this stage. I just don't see her on the same level as everybody else.
2: Yeah, I agree. We'll see where it ends up.
1: What did we make of Silas's comment about Jasmine's fucking money spending or whatever and being like she was so financially irresponsible she ended up in a car?
0: Oh, that that was brought up. I think he was asked about how he was being with her and it was kind of, they were rehashing the previous night and he sort of took the line that, well, like that, as Maeve said, she was so irresponsible, she ended up living in a car. So somebody has to take control of everything. So something tells me fucking all the money goes into Silas's account and he controls that shit. And he, she just gets a few bob. See, again, that's like, don't get me wrong. There's always
2: one in the couple who's better off, who's better at the finances than the other. That happens in every single couple on the planet, whether they admit it or not. But the controlling thing, no. You can't control somebody. You can't control them financially, physically, emotionally, mentally. It ends badly every time. So, yeah, he is just giving me pure control freak vibes. Red and flag.
1: I, I just didn't understand his statement because, like, there's a number of reasons they could have ended up in a car. Like, it may not be. They just couldn't afford their rent.
0: Yeah. Like, your lease gets cancelled. You were in a, an apartment that had a low rent. And now, all of a sudden, rents are through the roof and you just don't have money. Like, we've watched enough real estate shows to know that New York real estate is ridiculous. Like, not everyone can afford 13000 grand a month for rent.
2: Who's not fucking financially stupid in their 20s like
0: everybody is?
2: I had a phone bill that I had to pay off. Yeah. Everybody makes financial mistakes at that age group. Everybody.
0: It's the time to do it. When you're in your 40s and 50s, you can't do it because you don't have the time to recover before you retire. But you can be stupid in your 20s because you got your 30s, 40s and 50s to build it all back up again. That is the time you're supposed to be a gobshite with money.
2: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how he pans out. I don't don't think the public, like the viewers, are taken nicely to him or
0: Jasmine. No. So you never know. They could be one season wonders. We'll see. But they the only thing is they're very much the organizers. They're yeah. and only and I'm only using this in in the sense that they organize everything. They're the Kyle and Amanda. There's that's where the similarities end. The no, well there. if you
2: remember, if you remember rightly, the organizers for Summer House was the twins, and they only last one season.
0: We don't talk about them fucking ah oh, trolls.
2: I started watching Vanderpump Rules again there a couple of weeks ago because I was like, I just have to, you know, who doesn't? And uh, the, it was when they were introduced in Summer House at the end of a season of Vanderpump Rules.
0: That's and, right, the and the, twins the came out came to out. LA
2: and they were having dinner in store with Stassi and they were invited her out to the Hamptons for her birthday. And then poor Sheena, Katie and Chris, I think Kristen, Kristen, yeah. Uh, they all went out to the Hamptons for a weekend, and that was episode one of Summer House. So it was good. But uh, listen, let's talk about the giant fucking elephant
0: in the room. Who the fuck is, who fuck is Phil? Who the fuck is Phil? I tell you who Phil is. Phil, Phil, for one thing, is a fucking narcissist. Who the fuck do you think you are? That neck of you? Like, seriously. Who the fuck? <laughs> Wait, walks up to a club with people, lets them go in, stands outside, so he can kick the fucking door in and make an entrance. He
2: came in, hot, macho man, attitude. And it went down like a lead balloon. Yeah. Because Amir was like, I'm not having this shit.
0: Yeah. I personally think that Phil was on the old land came in a bit of the old Bolivian merchant powder. I don't I think it was chemical more than anything. And it wasn't yeah. weed. Like no, I agree. But, who the fuck I... walks in, walks into a room and goes, Oh, this was supposed to be my room. I'm gonna have a shit in the toilet and leave it there. That was disgusting.
2: Whole thing, when I finished watching that episode, I was like, That chap is on something.
1: And now as we were watching it, Peter's like, Do you know what? And I would make that stink. If you like, a load of tissue.
0: Oh, yeah. If, listen, for the listener out there, if you're going to do that to somebody, do it fucking right. You put the toilet roll down the toilet first, you drop your load in there, and you just fucking (laughs) leave that shit so it's dry and steamy. That's that's, that's how you do it. Listen, (laughs) Paul, you do not endorse that behavior here at the Poor Pals Podcast.
2: And poor Nick was like, disgusted rightly so he's like what
0: the fuck of all the people to do with it like Nick is very prim and proper you know he's got his clothes and he's very put together the chick comes in in a tracksuit and shits in his toilet and leaves him there like what the fuck
2: the 90s cause they want that fucking tracksuit back getting in everybody's face running and walking and it ended where Amir stood up to him and wasn't afraid of him in any way shape or form Alex was just kind of like sitting on the couch going on oh, not even going in this roast.
0: It was almost like Alex is like oh, I've seen this idiot a million times in a yeah. million different sentence I've been here before. You know, yeah. and I'm not going to engage because that's what yeah. he wants. He wants you to engage. He wants the drama. Yeah.
2: So we'll see how he ends up. I mean, will will we even see another episode with him in it or will he just be removed straight away or will he just walk out? I don't
1: know. We'll see. He'll probably get one more and then he'll escalate his behaviour and then we'll see producers and security and he'll be gone.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Something tells me that Phil lives on the darker side of society
2: like we don't mind a bit of drama. We love someone who comes in and stores an L pop, but he's just a little bit of a loose can too much of a loose can for me, yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I actually hope he doesn't stick around because I think there's enough drama in the house without him. I don't I don't think his yeah. kind of drama is needed.
1: No. No matter like what you do or where you are, when drama turns nasty like that and someone's trying, going to be loud and abusive, that's not the drama. Yeah, no, that's yeah.
2: You want them eating the head off each other and having screaming matches, but you don't want anything physical and violent. Like I, I wouldn't like to see that. Mm.
0: No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, summer house uh, coming to the end. We got one episode left before the reunion. It's all it's all coming to a massive head now after this week's episode.
1: It was a fifty-three minute long episode this week, not the usual thirty-nine to forty. That's true. Mm.
0: It was an extended episode.
1: I walked away from this week's episode feeling,
2: I don't know, it felt a bit final for Carl and Lindsay. Now, I know we still have one more episode to go and they come back, obviously. But I don't know. It was like, I really felt like Carl had had enough.
0: He is done. done. He's done. He's done. You will not see him on the next season and... Ergo, you won't see her either because unless she leaves him or he leaves or they are well, not going to be on next season's show.
2: I would have said to you a couple of weeks ago, oh, well, well, if he leaves, then she'll leave with him and maybe they could go on to do a different show and all that. But then I saw the scene where, like that, he came in and he was fucking angry and he put the pillowcase or whatever over the camera. And you saw the producer and she said something. And Lindsay's response, you know, oh, cow, we have to do it. It was kind of panicked. It was a little bit like, no, Lindsay ain't ready to, to walk away. Lindsay knows this is her bread and butter. Although, I wish Lindsay would realise, and Carl, that she has lost that chap whatever he earns from that show and everything that comes with it. She has lost that for him.
0: She's been the ruination of him in this show. It could be argued that he would actually be gone already, if she wasn't there because the sobriety thing and, but I do think whatever chance he would have had of still being in the show has been absolutely ruined by being with her. Craig summed it up. Craig had it down to a T. She is at the fucking center of everything. She is pure toxicity. She is, she's fucking Cruella DeVille. She would make yeah. a coat out of fucking puppies. That
2: and I think he spent so many seasons under Car- under Kyle's wing. Kyle took care of him and Kyle was there for him and Kyle helped him and all that. And then this season he was kind of like, well, I'm going to go under Lindsay's wing now because I love her and she's the love of my life. And But she ain't fucking taking care of him the way the others did.
0: No, no. because he's a prop. He's the prop. He's the finishing piece to the life yeah. of Lindsay. She wanted to get married. Who the fuck would have her ass?
2: Yeah, you I mean zero personality. I don't think we'll see them in another season of Summer House. Whether they go themselves or they're just not invited back,
1: I really hope we don't because they don't bring anything. And then, like that, you know, they only walk back in there so they can get their paycheck at the end of it. It yeah. wasn't.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, Paige hit the nail on the head. They had so
2: much fun when they were gone for that night. Oh, hundred percent. Now. Apart from fucking Danielle going bananas because they took a couple of bleeding hats out of him.
0: Absolutely. Stuff. This is exactly what I was going to say.
1: So she reminds me of when you were in school and you had your group of friends and two people in the group fell out, but you stuck with one friend, okay? And then those two friends made up, but you were now the one on the outside because you sided with that one friend,
0: Mm-hmm. when everything
1: was going on.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. 100 Danielle is suffering from what psychologists call Stockholm Syndrome. And it's where people begin to, re- when they're kidnapped, begin to relate to their captors and completely fall under their spell. Danielle is completely under fucking Lindsay's spell.
2: She was literally rider or die and now Lindsay is of the opinion that she just doesn't need Danielle
0: anymore because she has Carol. It's just her and Carol against the world. Fuck Fuck Danielle, you know? Like, I mean, that clip from next week where Lindsay's standing there with a massive set of brass balls on her in the middle of the kitchen going, yeah, it's fucking over. Like, what are you talking about? Why do you even think there was a friendship at this stage?
1: Yeah, now it is something I would do, but she was so spiteful to take that fucking upside down cake. Like... Why now? I like I would do it. Don't get me wrong. Like I've fallen out with people and unfollowed them on Facebook, so it would irritate them that I didn't like their posts. Like (laughs) I would be that person, but like, why would you bother? Like it's been there for two days.
0: I'd rather piss in the cake than take it with. If I was paying the act off, I'd do
2: something to the case. So we've watched it long enough now to know that, you know, the cast, I mean, next season, who would you like to see there? I mean, Sam for me is a keeper. And Corey. Corey needs to become a summer house cast mate full time.
0: And I am I am always want to say when I'm wrong, as much as I want to glow over being right. My man fucking Chris has to be there. Chris is a fucking legend. He is class.
2: Yes. I would like to see Corey back. I would like to see Chris. Kyle, obviously. And I mean, surely Corey has a friend or something that he can bring along with. I I don't think I'd like to see Craig there full time. I I just don't. I don't know. I like Craig and I love him on Sudden Charmed. But I don't, don't like... The way Paige
0: treats Craig. I I think we do need to address that subject because she is an icy bitch.
2: He is more into her than she is into him. And any woman who makes a mockery of a man, especially a man showing his sensitive side or his emotions, is just a no no. Like, just don't do it. Like, we'd go fucking mad. If a man was doing that to a woman. So why did no why did none of her friends that were in that fucking room with her say, Paige, will you go and see is he all right? Like, I mean, he's upset about something. Or I mean Amanda tried to say it. She's like, Oh, he doesn't want to talk about it, you know? But Amanda should have said, Paige, he doesn't want to talk about private things because two of us are here. Either we'll go or you take him outside, like. Yeah. And then you've seen Kyle saying it to Amanda the next day, and poor Kyle's like, I don't know what to say to him but..." not. I've watched Craig in Southern Charmed for years and I have seen him be bullied by his male castmates on Southern Charmed because he enjoyed sewing. And look at the fucking empire he's built out of that. I was seeing a girlfriend he was with put him down because he had mental health problems and he used to sew and all that and she made an ass. Absolute fucking tick out of him for doing that, for having his sewing as an outlet to deal with his mental health. Paige knew all this. She knows him. She should not be bullying him. And that's exactly how I felt watching that episode is that she was bullying the man she's supposed to love.
1: And even when, like, she walked past asking who was on the phone and he said, Oh, my parents, like, that's when you go, Oh, I'll pop in and I'll say hello, like you don't walk away. Yeah, yeah. why didn't she say hi?
0: Yeah. who doesn't just jump on that call for a second? Yeah, like who does? Like I walk into your house, Donna. You're on the phone to your mother, and I'm screaming at Janet down the phone. Yeah, she knows I'm like, there. That's just it. what you do. It's I I, I am starting to see that Paige is really not in this relationship for the long term. No. I think it would be very... Di- I think it would be different if she didn't feel she had to give up anything at all. She could probably be a bit more on board with it. But I, it's really getting to the point now where she realises that she's going to have to make sacrifices and she is not prepared at this stage in her life to make any sacrifices for any man.
2: Well, she needs to remember the last relationship she was in and how she felt being treated like shite by a man and not repeat the fucking same thing. Yeah.
0: To I actually almost forgot about that dude that she was going out with. And that was all, that was during COVID as well. Pretty yeah. Much, but he it? treated
2: her like shite and made her out to be a dumb cunt and made her out to be clingy and all this shite. He made her feel the exact same way she's making Craig feel. And I like Paige. I really do. But I did not enjoy watching her and masculine Craig the way she did
1: no and even how like Sierra and Maya joined in when he was waiting for her to go into the show and he obviously just wanted that like alone time with her and reset and like the three of them were just what and he kept coming in and like he knew they were talking about him and they just kept going and like like, you can have a laugh, you can have a joke, you can slag your fella off to your friends. But, like, something like that, you just don't do. Well look, She doesn't respect him. She's no respect for him. Sierra,
2: she's just, I don't know, maybe crawled the warrior king, just completely torn her off and then for life.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, Sierra just doesn't... Like, Sierra's not in a relationship. I don't know whether she's ever been in a serious relationship to that extent, so... You know, when people haven't been or aren't, yeah, they're just they're going to be all about the free spirit and do what you feel and whatever, just fine. Like, they're at the point where they're talking about moving in together. They're talking about engagements. Like, that is the next step for them. I am not a fan. I was really annoyed watching
2: Paige. I'm actually pulling up Twitter now to see if anyone on fucking Twitter went in on that.
1: Now, what, what I didn't understand was how he forgot his mom's birthday.
0: I don't think it was that he forgot it. I think it was she wanted him in the Hamptons for the last weekend of the summer. I think she put her foot down. I think he's not saying it, but I think she put her foot down, said she wanted him in the fucking Hamptons for that weekend. And that's why he missed his Males
2: Probably. Okay, there's one tweet. Tom Sandoval needs to watch Summer House and see how Paige is about Craig. That is what it looks like when someone is truly annoyed by
0: your mere presence. Ooh, well, there you go. Nice bit of shade being thrown on Twitter.
1: I have a question. Now, we may not know the answer. We may never find the answer. But why was there not enough room on one boat for
0: all of them? Oh, my God. I was asking myself the same thing. When Kyle
2: said, if you need any ice, let us know we've got three kitchens, I was fucking weak.
0: (laughs) Like, you've got Danielle, Kyle, they're all off on, you know, Honour and Sirocco, you know, one of these type of boats. The other thing, you'd see better floating down the Shannon than what the other fuckers were on. Like, they, they were having the crack, and it was a good crew that was on that boat. But what was the story with that? Why couldn't they all be on the one boat? I don't know. I really don't. There seems yeah, to be plenty three of space.
2: The yes. here, and they went in on her on Twitter. She did
0: get called yeah. in. But yeah, there there definitely appeared to be enough space because Paige was throwing her legs all over the place to be fucking uh, photographed, and Amanda was sprawling, and like Danielle's laugh took up at least half the boat. So you know, <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Maybe oh. they already had two boats because they, they taught Carolyn and Lindsay was going to be there, but
0: So everybody else was going to be on one boat, Caroline and Lindsay on the other, and they yeah. just said they better share it with the crowd. That could be it. <laughs> that was the original
1: plan. Then like that, just back to Carla and Lindsay, I know it's been done today, but even when she said to them when they're out in the car park, like this is why we didn't tell her. Though so yeah. she knew everything, she planned everything. I and I just think... I actually think it's so sad that if you have to plan your own engagement for whatever reason, to then act surprised. Like, if you know, you
2: know. But look, I think we all know Lindsay enough by now to know that she fucking planned and orchestrated the whole thing and just told Carol what to do.
0: As much as I am enjoying this season of Summer House, I will be really glad when it's over. Because I don't really want to look at Carl and Lindsay anymore.
2: Yeah, I not, I don't even know if I'm look. I was looking forward to the reunion, but then when Andy kind of said that he cried at the reunion, I'm like, well, what did he cry at? You know, because they're like, is it Danielle and Lindsay's relationship? Is it Amanda and Kyle's fertility journey? Like, what did he cry at? What upset him? I don't want to be upset. Well.
0: You know? well- We'll find out in two weeks' time. And for the listener, we do have a slight announcement to make. On the night of the reunion, Port Pals podcast will be staying up with you. We will be going live on Twitter spaces. So anyone who wants to jump in and talk about the reunion in the moment, what's happening, what has happened, um, we will be doing that. We'll give you more information on that next week. So, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up this week episode woohoo! any final thoughts ladies before we go just
1: follow us on instagram tiktok like and share our podcast with your friends and then just leave nice comments for us and we always want feedback on our posts
0: Yeah, are we just a bunch of ignorant fuckers talking out of our ass or do you actually enjoy what we're putting out there? Let let us know. We're always happy to hear. Yeah, just, and to the ones who have listened to
2: our podcast and the ones who are supporting our social media, I mean, our TikTok is going great at the moment. We're so happy with that. So thank you for that. We'll see you next
0: week. Catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye.